Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In this week's abridged episode, I will be discussing Rihanna's anti-world tour. If you're going to see the tour and you're one of those people who don't like a single part of the concert and the experience to be spoiled for you, I suggest you only listen to the first half of this podcast. Otherwise, you definitely want to listen to the whole thing. So keep it locked for another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. sub listeners welcome to another episode of thinking outside the boombox my name is Ahmad and I am your host um serving up another abridged episode this week um you know your boy keeps getting busier and busier um but I've definitely you know packed this episode with some really cool things um so let's jump right in to a little back in the day So the back in the day segment, as you know, is where um, I take this day, April 20th, in hip-hop and R&B, and, you know, see what some of the interesting things that happened um, in the genres were on this day. Um, So I've got one important one for you today, and that is on April 20th, 1951, Luther Vandross was born. Now... I don't need to explain to anyone who Luther Vandross was, but just in case um, you're listening and you don't know, um, he's easily one of the best R&B soul singers of all time. He's in my top five for certain. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know he was actually a background singer for many years before he really got popular um, for many artists like Diana Ross, Shaka Khan, Bette Midler, a lot more. He was in a couple groups. But he, you know, finally went solo in 1981. I believe he was about 30 um, when he released his first solo album, Never Too Much, which is a classic album. I actually have that album on vinyl. It's that good. Um, 
you know, is super successful. Um, he he won eight Grammys and had an illustrious career before um, he died in 2005, I believe, of complications of diabetes and whatnot. Um, he had an amazing voice. You know, he was the Pavarotti of pop, I think um, some people called him. Um, but he had one of the best voices in the business. You know, it was smooth. It had character. And, you know, his personality carried, you know, carried over while he was singing. Um, he had endless hits. There are so many songs that I could play for you. I believe I've talked before about A House Is Not A Home, which is, if not the, if not my favorite, it's top two of my favorite R&B songs of all time. House Is Not A Home is fantastic. Um, but what I want to play for you right now is the song that earned him his first Grammy for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance, his first of many, and that is Here and Now. You know, I decided to play the live version of that song just so you could really hear how amazing his voice was. You know, that was live. That was a live performance of here and now and his voice was silky it could have been a recording you know what i mean luther had it he had it he's one of the greatest if not the greatest um and you know for people who may be a little older um you might remember that he performed that song on 227 which 227 was this black show from Shoot, probably a long time ago. I caught it probably on its third rerun um, back when I used to watch all these old black television shows on MeTV. <laughs> you know, throwback. Shout out to MeTV. But um, yeah, yeah. Luther was all over the place. And, you know, amazing voice, amazing songs. You know, the hits, you know, they keep coming. Um Another one of his songs that, you know, is fantastic is um, If Only For One Night, um, which some may remember that Bow Wow decided um, to sample for his song, Let Me Hold You, you know that? Let me hold you, that part. Um, you know, actually that Bow Wow song wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, I digress. Luther's amazing. Um, I'll never get tired of his music. Rest in power to Luther Vandross. Happy birthday to Luther Vandross. Um, so next I'll jump into the Billboard 200 section. Um, since this is the abridged episode, I'm just going to choose one of the albums that was number one on the charts on this day. Um, one of the ones that I think you should definitely listen to if you haven't already. And in 2013, on this day, um, the 2020 Experience by Justin Timberlake was number one on the charts. And if you haven't heard this album, you definitely need to. Um, now, I'm not going to front like uh, Future Sex Love Sounds isn't Justin Timberlake's best album. I'm not going to front. I know better. But um, his third album, the 2020 Experience, is pretty cool close i love this album um there's so much neo soul so many neo soul influences in this album 
that, you know, you just have to love Justin Timberlake for it. And I don't care. You know, rumors were, you know, he owed, I don't know, Live Nation or somebody some, you know, some money or something. So he just decided to, you know, rush these two albums because, um, you know, a little later he released 2020 Experience Part 2, um, which isn't as good as the first one, but it's still pretty good. Um, but, you know, I don't care why he made these albums the fact is that this album is fantastic um you probably know this album by the main single which was suit and tie the song he had with jay-z or even mirrors um the song that took over the radio for so long um but justin timberlake is an amazing r&b artist his songwriting is outstanding it's phenomenal um, and he really showcased that on this album. Um, if there's one song I would have you listen to to introduce you to the 2020 experience, it would be Let the Groove Get In. You know, that song is one of the songs that I wake up to in the morning because what better mood to put yourself in than the one that Justin Timberlake, you know, allows you to get in in that song. You know, you really let the groove get in. Like, there's no pun intended. That's what you do. Um, but yeah, Justin killed that album. It's it's amazing. Um, you know, he really, you know, uh, one thing that he started, he might have started this on Justified, actually, but, you know, where he would take one song and then, you know, break it down toward the end and then take that breakdown and turn it into a new song you know he really really did that a lot on future sex love sounds and he carried that over into this album um and i thought he did it you know wonderfully and he's you know he's great at um songwriting you know the people he puts himself around to help him produce are all fantastic you know legends JT knows what he's doing, and I really do hope that he puts out another album sometime soon, even though he really doesn't have to. But um, 2020 Experience, if you haven't checked that out, you definitely should. I'll put the link in the description. So now let's move on and introduce the song of the week. So the song of the week um, this week is Weak by SWV. I promise you, I didn't plan that just for pun purposes. It just happened that way. Um, but Weak by SWV. Um, if you don't know, SWV stands for Sisters with Voices, um, and they were one of the most successful R&B groups of the 90s, hands down. Um, they started as a gospel group, um, and then they became one of the best-selling um women groups of all time they've sold more than 25 million copies um and their song week is easily uh their most popular song I, I remember when i first heard this song um one of my friends in elementary school i believe this was around man i want to say seventh or eighth grade um gave me a cd uh, a mix CD with a bunch of R&B and hip-hop songs. Not like a mix CD like, yo, I made you this mix CD uh, to tell you how I feel about you. Not that type of mix CD. We was just cool, and we enjoyed the same type of music. So she was like, yo, I burned you this CD off LimeWire. Here's some songs you can check out. And I was like, dope. Um, 
And on that mix CD, along with, I think, oh man, I don't actually remember a lot of stuff that was on it. I remember what the CD looked like. It was blue. I think it was a Memorex CD. Um, but I do remember that it had Week by SWV on it. That was the first time I'd ever heard the song. It's from their album, It's About Time, which is their debut album. They released it in 1992, an album that has gone triple platinum. Um, but Week is an amazing song. Um, when you think of, you know, what one of the quintessential R&B songs, the epitome of an R&B song, Week is definitely one of those. It's a classic song. It's timeless it will never it will never get old never um so the song of the week is weak by sisters with voices such a great song it's fantastic um so you definitely want to check out sisters with voices swv and their classic songs definitely listen to it's about time their debut album i'll put that link in the description um but let's move right into the press play segment for this week. So ironically, I'm going to be starting off the press play segment this week with SWV, Sisters with Voices. Um, While I'm perusing Apple Music earlier this week, or I guess last week, to, you know, see what music I would listen to while I was at work, I discovered that SWV released an album in February of this year, 2016. I couldn't believe it. I was I saw SWV and I was like, oh yeah, I could get into listening to them. Um, looked at the year, this album I clicked on and was like, wait, but that's this year. Um, so SWV released an album uh, this year and it is called Still. Um, the last time SWV released an album, it was 2012. Um their album was called I Missed Us. And before that, they hadn't released an album in 15 years. So that was kind of like their comeback album. And I guess this is like the comeback after the comeback. Um, Still, which is the newest album, is a decent album. Um, it didn't sell very well. Um, it sold 10,000 copies in the first week, which is pretty abysmal. Um, but, you know, it has some appeal. Now... They've still got the voices, for sure. They are 100% still SWV because they still have the voices. Um, the album was very R&B soul, kind of, you know, tried to get a little contemporary um, sonically, but not like they're out here doing, um, you know, Rihanna and Janae Eco type songs. Like, they stayed within their lane, but, you know, kind of, like, updated a little bit. Um, you know, it's not, it's not the best album. Like it was nothing that really, you know, knocked me off my feet, pun intended. Um, it was nothing like that, but you know, it's a solid album, uh, from a group that's been around for a long time and, you know, they know what they're doing. Um, they have a song on there called MCE, Man Crush Every Day, which is actually a pretty decent song. Um, there was another song on there called When Love Didn't Hurt. That was a pretty good song. Uh, it's a 10-track album. And, you know, I think they really held it down, you know, especially for a group that's, you know, coming back after a comeback album. 
Um, you should definitely check it out. It's called Steel. I'll put the link in the description. But they've all still, you know, they've all still got the voices. Um, judging from the credits, it looks like the entire album was written by um, this guy named Kanan Lamb, who produced, uh, I think, a, maybe one or two of their albums before. And also this guy named Big D. Um, and both of them produced all of the music, and it looks like they did most of the writing as well. So SWV just came through and sang and, you know, got out of there. Um, so even though they didn't sell, you know, very well, I mean, it's it's kind of to be expected. You, you know, last time people heard of them was really 2012, and then you come out and release this album when the hype isn't really there. I feel like for something like this, you really got to hype it. And maybe I just missed the hype. But I'm not too surprised they didn't sell well. But it is a decent album, and it's, you know, a better album than a lot of artists are putting out nowadays. So I would check it out. Um, speaking of artists that um, hadn't released music in a while, decided to come through with a comeback, Music Soul Child released a new album uh, last Friday. Um, it's called Life on Earth. It's his seventh studio album. Um, and I believe it's his first album on an independent label. He was on Def Jam and Atlantic, but he fulfilled those contracts, and now he's on an independent label. I think it's E1 Music, and this is his first album on there. Um, dope album. Um, he didn't cater or conform to anything that's happening um, now in the R&B game. Um, this is R&B neo-soul through and through. Um you know, some of these songs could have been, you know, on some of his most popular um, albums, like back when he was releasing music. It's a it's a very good project. Um, there's only a few features. He actually features Rhapsody on a song called Far Gone on there. Um, Hardaway is a song on there. It's really good. Um, he's done most of the writing uh, for this project. Um, pretty much every song um, he did the writing, so that's good that he's still doing that. I mean, even helped produce a number of them. Um, it's music soul child through and through. It's neo soul. You know, his voice has not changed. If anything, it it has hardened in a in a good way. Like it, it you know, it seems even a little bit more mature. But you know, he still got the pipes. You know, he still got the flow. Um, you know, the music. You know sonically and stylistically sounds so similar to you know why we like music soul child in the first place he's another one that's in my top five for r&b artists sorry i didn't clarify that earlier for luther vandross but you know i got the top five for hip-hop the top five for r&b and that's something i talk about in the very first episode if you want to go back to the archives and look at that um but yeah music's in my top five for good reason and this album you know you know, after not releasing an album in five years, it was good to see him come back with an album, you know, this strong, um, that stays true to what, you know, he became successful, um, for. So shout out to Music Soul Child for real, for real. I'll put the link in the description for his album, Life on Earth. It's a really good album. Um, moving along, Lauren Hill and Tidal are putting together a concert. Um, it's called um, Diaspora Calling. Um, so Lauren Hill is going to be performing along with performances by 
uh, Stephen Marley, Mr. Easy, Jojo Abbott, um, uh, Paul Bearbrun, Wonder Boy, um, and a few other people. And basically, it's a you know a collection of works that are supposed to celebrate um, the artists from the African um, diaspora. And you know, it's taking place in Brooklyn. Um, and I think, I believe it's going through Friday, um, at the King's Theater in Brooklyn. Uh, and I imagine that since it's happening through Tidal, you'll be able to view this on Tidal, um, if you got a subscription. But, you know, I just think it's cool that Lauren Hill, even though we can't get new music from her, that she's still doing cool things like that. So, shout out to her. Um, uh, as far as albums go, ASAP Ferg. Um, his album Strive and Prosper um, comes out this Friday. I think you definitely want to listen to that. Um, he's already got the hit, the banger, New Level with Future. That's been taking up the charts. He's got a song called Strive with Missy Elliott. He's got another song, I can't think of the title, with Big Sean. All of these are already released. You can listen to them on Apple Music and probably Spotify. But the full album comes out Friday. I think he's going to deliver a pretty solid album. So you'll definitely want to um, check that out. Um, I don't think I've told you all this because there was no episode last week, but Drake released, or he announced the release date for Views from the 6th. It will be coming out on the 29th, so you can expect that next Friday. That's going to be a big one, and you can guarantee that that following Wednesday... I will be doing a full discussion of views from the six. You can guarantee that. Um, so look out for that for real. Um, so yeah, that's um, all I have as far as news goes. So now I'm going to jump into the last part um, of the episode where I want to talk about the anti-world tour. Um, so... Um, Disclaimer, you know, if you are planning on going on the tour and you don't want any of the experience spoiled for you, you can stop listening now. I appreciate you for listening, um, but I am about to talk about Rihanna and her tour. So, um, bought tickets to the anti-war tour here in Chi-Town, brought them probably ages ago, um, and that was this past Friday. Um, you know, the weekend was supposed to be there, I believe. Um, you know, as well as Travis Scott, but I think the weekend pulled out of the tour altogether. And I think Big Sean got moved to like, you know, the European to open them some of the European shows. Um, so they had a DJ pretty much open the concert for everyone and he killed it. You know, the, he had the energy high from the start. He was playing all of the hits that are popular right now. Um, it really had the crowd moving, you know, the whole environment was buzzing. And then shortly after that, Travis Scott came out and opened. Um, he ran through, you know, songs from Al Faro, Days Before Rodeo, um, some of the songs that he's been featured in, like Bake Sale, um, Wonderful, the song he released with The Weeknd. He ran through a lot of songs from Rodeo, obviously his most recent album. And, you know, I've heard about, you know, how turnt he gets at shows, but it was a another thing entirely to witness it in person. He was lit. 
He really was. You know, he was, you know, from the go, he his his energy was, you know, up top and he was making sure that we all matched his energy. Um, you know, he had the auto tune in his mic. He was going off, you know, at one point. Um, he went out into the floor seats, the section with the floor seats, st- stood on a chair like amongst the crowd and just performed a couple songs, put the mic up to one dude, let him scream, you know, the lyrics into the mic. You know, it was lit. You know, it would definitely make me want to go to a Travis Scott concert, you know, by itself, like just his concert, um, because it was amazing. I hope he comes back to Chicago um, at some point. Um, it was dope. Um it was a great opener for Rihanna if we hadn't had to wait, you know, another like another 45 minutes or another 30 to 45 minutes from when he ended to when she came out. You know, it seemed to defeat the purpose of an opener if after he gets the energy so high, it plummets straight back down because we're all just waiting for, you know, set and all of that. Um, But this tour was interesting, you know. The anti-tour was exactly that from the jump. So after the lights went down, when, you know, Rihanna's about to come out, you know, she did something that I've never really seen before at a concert. Um, She came out from the back of the arena. So kind of, mm, if you're picturing a basketball um, arena, which is pretty much what the United Center is most of the time, as well as a hockey um, arena. Um, She came out from, like, where the players would come out from the locker room. That's where she came out from instead of from behind the stage. So she was on the complete opposite side of the stage. And they had a little stage set up right behind the floor seats and right in front of like where the first section is. And I was in the side areas. So the seats that are perpendicular to the stage. Um, yeah, perpendicular to the stage. So she was basically just like right right in front um so she came out real slow to her song stay um surprised everybody because she's not where you would have thought she would have been and she performed stay and i believe love the way you lie too um then this like walkway that's been suspended in the air the entire time came down and like met the stage and kind of served as a bridge she gets on the walkway and then it moves and kind of before going to the stage it just like stood and like you know swayed and moved over the floor seats so rihanna's just like on this little bridge walkway um right over the floor seats i can only imagine the pictures people got from that um actually if you want to see it i think all you got to do on twitter Type in the hashtag anti-world tour and I'm sure you're going to see some pictures, you know, of like a, you know, Rihanna above them in this walkway. It was it was pretty crazy. And she performed. um, What did she perform? She performed Woo and Sex With Me, both songs from Anti. She performed them on the walkway, just strutting around um, before the walkway took her to the stage. And that's where she stayed for the rest of the um, concert. Now, I've seen Rihanna in concert before. I saw her during the Loud Tour. Um, I believe that was in 2011. And this was before Rihanna had become, you know, the swagged out personality she is today. Or at least it's before that personality really became, you know, um, so forefront, you know, for us. Um, so visible to us. But let me tell you, Bad Gal Riri was certainly on display 
you know, during this concert. You know, she was full of energy. She changed clothes like four times, um, all of which, all of these different costume changes were some sort of brown, you know, garment with a hood and see-through, maybe the jumpsuit. Like, it was it was very interesting. Um, she had a bunch of cool, like, dancers that were out a lot of the time when she was not out on the stage that were doing, you know, all of this, like, you know, contorting of the arms type dancing and, you know, crunking and pop-locking. Like, the dancing was on point. And even Rihanna had a lot of choreographed dancing that she was doing, and she mixed the dancing with the singing so well in a way that they didn't affect each other. So, you know, um, she took, you know, songs off on the dancing, concentrate on the singing. She, you know, took some songs off on the singing, concentrate on the dancing. Um, it was a nice balance. Um, she's always been a great live singer, but she definitely hit a lot of notes during this tour um, in this concert that I never heard her do during the Loud Tour. Her voice has definitely matured, and her live performances have definitely gotten better. She killed it. Um, she performed Love on the Brain, um, which is a you know very powerful vocal song, and she killed it. She hit every note. Um, she has an amazing voice. Um, she performed about 75% of anti she performed songs from loud unapologetic talk that talk even some older songs like rude boy umbrella like you know she pulled out the hit she did a feature section that a lot of the big artists do nowadays where they perform songs they were featured on so she did um all of the lights um can't think of some of the other ones she did but at the end of the day i strongly suggest you go see rihanna if she's coming um, to your city, like, absolutely, it was an amazing tour, um, you know, I would go see it again, to be honest, you know, it was great, it's gonna give you something different than what you're used to from a, you know, a regular tour, um, and a regular show, I think she really put it down, so as far as the U.S. dates that are left, um, Calgary and Vancouver, as far as, um, Canada, that's happening. Seattle is still up. Salt Lake City, Las Vegas, Phoenix, L.A., San Jose, Oakland, San Diego, Dallas, Austin, Houston, New Orleans, Atlanta. All of those are still on the books. So if you can make it to any of these shows, I suggest you do it because this was a really um, good show, good performance. Um, like I said, I saw her in 2011 on the Loud Tour. This was this was, you know, 50 times better than the Loud Tour. She has really improved, and it's good to see that she's improved, not only as an artist, but as a performer. That's pretty good. Um, her European tour starts um, June 17th, so, you know, if you're going to be in Europe for any reason during that point, check it up. She's going to be in, you know, um, Italy, France, Germany... Manchester, you know, all those places, so definitely hit that up, and I'll, I'll try and put a link of the the dates in the description, um, so yeah, that was Anti-World Tour, it was dope, definitely enjoying myself, don't think I have any more concerts on the books until Beyonce on May 28th, the Formation Tour, that's about to be lit, oh, sorry, that reminds me, um, Beyonce is releasing some sort of film. Nobody knows what this is, really. 
But she released a trailer um, called Lemonade. Um, and it originally was just a trailer that was like six seconds or something. And it had her in, you know, long braids, similar to what she was doing, wearing in formation. And it was like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? That's what, like, it was whispering in the background. And then it was like Lemonade airing on HBO um, um, this Saturday at 9 o'clock Eastern, um, 8 Central. And we're like, what is this? Is this like a lead-in to, like, the album? Um then she released a longer trailer, which was kind of like the Haunted video, um, but like a little bit darker, you know, a little crazier. Um, so this Lemonade special or this short film, I don't know, documentary um, is going to air on HBO this Saturday at um, 9 p.m. Eastern. Apparently it's not a live concert. Um, it seems like it's a docu-style special similar to what she did with Life is But a Dream. Um, but, you know, we might be able to assume that she's going to release some information about a possible album. Maybe the album drops after the special concludes. That would be my guess. Because here's the thing. Beyonce has this tour, Formation Tour. You know, no new music since um, her self-titled album that came out December 2014. She's already pretty much toured that music um, because she did the On The Run tour shortly after that with Jay-Z. So there's been no really new music besides Formation. And so it's like, yeah, I understand that when she did the Mrs. Carter tour that she hadn't released any new music. But at the same time, you know, we hadn't heard from her in a while. So it was like, okay, it's fine. I'll buy tickets to see you perform a bunch of old stuff because we hadn't, you know, heard anything. But we just got this album, uh, the self-titled album, um, you know, just over a year ago. She already toured it. So, you know, it just makes sense that there's a new project coming. But time is kind of running out. The Formation Tour starts, I want to say, next weekend. And there's been no new music. So my guess is... This Lemonade special starts, um, and then as soon as it ends, she tweets out, go get the album. And it's just like on Apple Music or something like that, that gives people a week to consume this album, which is more than enough time. She could have given them people a day, and they would have it memorized in time for the concert. So you heard it here first maybe maybe somebody else said this but i think if a project is coming it's gonna drop right after this special ends but anyway look out for that um beyonce's doing that i want to talk really quickly about another thing um last week uh, or a week and a half ago um power 92 the radio hip-hop radio station here in chicago had a 15th anniversary special um show and it was chance the rapper was the um the headliner. I'm just going to say a few things about everybody that was there. So it was at the legendary Chicago Theater. Um, who performed? Lil Bibby performed. Um, everybody did a set. Lil Bibby performed. Um, he's got a lot of respect for the people and the listeners of Chicago. You could see it and, you know, the energy when he came out. The energy when different people were out there was so different. And when Lil Bibby came out there, people love his songs. 
um, even though the content is a little, you know, people love his songs. Um, BJ the Chicago Kid, you know, at first I was like, you know, BJ the Chicago Kid should open before Chance. Like, he should be the one that goes right before Chance. You know, they got that song, Church. BJ could perform Church. Chance comes out, performs his verse. Chance stays on. BJ exits. Um, But I see why they did what they did, because the lineup that they had definitely progressed the energy. Um, So BJ came out a little bit early because, you know, R&B and everything, but he killed it. You know, he had some mic issues and, you know, sound issues, but he he had to lead the songs acapella for a while. But, you know, he killed it. Um, Who else was out there? Katie Got Bands came out. She was high energy. Dreezy came out. Um, She killed it. Famous Dex. Now, this is somebody I had never really heard of, Um, but... The energy flowing from this guy and his group of people that were on the stage was fantastic. I would never listen to one of his songs ever, probably because it's just not my style. But watching him was such, such entertainment. You know, if you don't know who I'm talking about, he's this guy that his main catchphrases are, yeah, and oh man, goddamn. That's that's his thing. Those are his, his catchphrases. But the energy was crazy. He does all these like crazy dances on stage and his crew is really into it with him and his songs are are ridiculous. Uh but he really he came out and then Katie Got Bands was after him and then um I think uh, King Louie came out and then Chant. Um but yeah, they killed it as far as, you know, energy and everything. Chance was amazing as usual. I don't even need to say it. Um, the set was fantastic. Uh, he had Social Experiment out there with him. He performed, you know, all the hits. There was nothing that, you know, I walked away and was like, oh man, he didn't perform this. He performed everything I wanted him to perform. Uh, he did Ultra Light Beam, which was fantastic. Had a choir out there. Um, he even had like some dancers with him to perf. They did like a footwork like choreographed dance to father stretch my hands um the kanye song it was dope it was dope and rumor has it kanye was supposed to show up to this show but he canceled last minute but either way chance is doing it big i think he's supposed to be dropping a project this month so that should be coming soon but yes that is all i have for you this week i thank you so much for tuning in to this abridged episode um you know what it is all the links are in the description the twitter is t-o-t-b the podcast the blog is hope for hiphop.org facebook's in the description please subscribe rate review on itunes tell your friends you know tweet about the podcast if there's an episode you really like even if it's old just tweet it out you know i'm just trying to get the word out there um but yeah thank you all so much for listening and i will be back um next week with an episode peace Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 